We're live at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We are literally in the uh, beautiful... Um, thank you. That's the word I've been looking for for the last two hours. We're in the beautiful atrium, which includes some incredible eateries, some nice gift shops, a pharmacy, and the NSN, Nahum Segal Network Vestibule, where we broadcast from twice. I guess we do it three times. It'll have to be permanent, so maybe we'll come back and do it again next year. And the Dr. Philip Levine is with us, who's the director of the ICU. Sounds like a big responsibility, to say the least. Dr. Levine, welcome to JM in the AM. Hello. Where are you from originally? From England. Oh, you're from England. And mm. how long have you been at Charitetic Medical Center? Yeah, five years. Am I under the right or wrong impression? You'll be shocked that I'm starting with this, but I'm under the right or wrong impression that ICUs in general have changed tremendously over the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years. I remember, I remember when ICUs were essentially off limits to any visitors. You wouldn't, uh, you, you'd literally consider it a space that um, had to be completely isolated from the rest of the hospital. Now, I'm not saying that those standards have been too relaxed, but it's a little bit different these days. Would you agree or not? Yeah, it's definitely not like that today. Right. In other words, we, we incorporate the families a great deal into what we do. Um, you know, intensive care usually comes as a, as a nasty surprise to people in their lives. And the patient is usually asleep. He's, uh, he's sedated, ventilated asleep. But for the families, it's, uh, it's a, a, a real difficult time for them. So you don't discourage them from visiting? No. We try to limit the numbers, right. but we, we don't discourage them from visiting. We try to, to get them involved. And, and I actually, I see part of my job, a very big part of my job, is helping them get through the difficulties, you know, the illnesses of their loved ones who are, who are actually in the ICU. No, it's good to hear that a director of a department like that has the families on the top of his priority list. Yeah, together with the patients, of obviously. Of course, <laughs> so we know who the most, we know who the biggest priority is, but still it's heartwarming to hear that. Um, with the advance in medical technology, and frankly, with the ability, thank God, to save people from situations that they were not able to be saved from, you know, in an earlier era, it, it, is, it has probably made the ICU more active than at any other time in medical history. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you are right. It's a, it's a fascinating place to work. You know, we can do more and more things and, and help, I think, help more and more people. Although there are still limitations. Right. And there are sometimes negative results, as we know. I mean, probably no one more than you sees that, that, that you know, balance of life where, unfortunately, people in ICU you know, will not recover, some of them will not recover, and others obviously often make remarkable recoveries mm. from these terrible so, incidents. So it's important to remember 90% of the people who we admit, uh, we discharge alive. So yeah. they're civilian, but, but the vast majority of them do, do survive their admissions. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, we, there, there, are some, there are incredible cases. You know, there are people who come very sick and get out. So we, we take people from all, all the different areas of the hospital. Um, you know, anyone who's... When things go badly wrong, they, they end up with us. Right. Uh, so I guess one of the messages really for people out there is that when they hear that someone's in ICU, although it is a serious situation and nobody's downplaying it, the majority of the time, these people are going to recover. We need a lot of patience, help from the family, etc. But we're talking about people who have, thank God, you know, are surrounded by a team mm -hmm. and by a situation that could really help them recover. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And I think what we, we can give in the ICU... Because it's a relatively small number of patients and a, a large staff, we can give a, we can give people the attention that they need and we can care for them, and uh, that's that's an important part of what we do, both the patients and the families. How many people are in intensive care right now here at Charity City? Well, ours is the general intensive care unit. We have 14 beds, and they're always all full. 
They're always all full. Yeah, 100% occupancy. And, and that means that if uh, a, a specific patient would not be there, there would be another patient in the hospital that would need your services? or So there are other in- intensive care areas around us also where, where we can put people in the recovery room around the operating room and there's the cardiac care unit and the neurosurgery unit and so forth and the uh, ca- the cardiothoracic unit. So there are pa- patients admitted there as well, but, but yet there's pressure on our beds. The staff that you uh, that you have in the ICU unit are are they essentially trained the way emergency room staff would be? Do they have to have that type of uh, I don't know trauma experience or specialty experience in emergency situations in order to be in an ICU? Mm, they, they need they need intensive care training. And there is specific intensive yeah, care yeah, training. Yeah, there's an intensive care. I mean, for the nurses, for example, there's a, there are courses to make them into intensive care nurses. And intensive care in an emergency room is not the same. It's two very different different things, different skill sets, different abilities, both very important but different. Um, what would be some of the things, some of the skills that are necessary to be a good intensive care unit staff member? I mean, I think that, you know, we work as a team. We're a large team and we work as a team and, and the, the, the ability to work as a team is very important. And also as doctors, we work together with nurses. The nurses do the sort of the, the hands-on care and there's one nurse to two patients with us. So in America, it would be probably one nurse to one patient, but here it's slightly wow. less. Um, and they do the sort of hands-on care. They look after the patients, whereas as the doctors, we're, we're one step further away. We're involved in the care, but we're less, we're sort of involved in directing the care and they're involved in instituting the care. And look but after a patient, by the way, is a very good way of putting it because they, because of the small ratio between nurse and patient, are literally devoting all their time or at the, at the, at the minimum half of their time to that patient. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are, the team also includes the, the physiotherapist, the dietitian, the social worker, and all words it's, it's a whole team and it all has to work together so that ability to do teamwork is, is very important to us what's unique about the Shari Tzedek ICU is there something about this hospital that uh, operates either differently or you know that that you're proud of in, in terms of what uh, that they provide compared to other ICU units ICU units uh, well we we in a quite different way from the rest of the world we um, we, we tend not to give up <laughs> Which may it's be a good, good way of putting <laughs> it, huh? Which may be good and may be bad, but uh, but we we tend to to carry on and keep going for probably longer than other places. And that includes the ver- varied staff that you just mentioned, yeah, yeah. because not only are the are the hands-on nurses and doctors not giving up, but the social workers, physiotherapists, yeah. etc., are also making this effort to yeah. get the most possible out of that patient. Right. So that's what we are proud of. I think that is pretty unique for Sharon said it correctly. Um, uh, Doctor uh, Philip Levine is the director of the ICU unit here at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. I can't imagine that you have an easy job. So thank you so much for dedicating your career to it. Thank you. A pleasure meeting you. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. More coming up from Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> 